411-LIVE. Where you can learn about issues that affect us every day. State of world, 411-LIVE. Real people, real talk. Made to help people in our community in every way. For your girl, 411-LIVE. What will your legacy be? Uh, how are you impacting people in your life right now? How will that have a lasting impact? You know, as I get older, these are questions that I think about a little more often. Hello, everyone. I'm Beverly Taylor, and this is the 411 Live, Real People, Real Talk. For the next 30 minutes, we will be talking about a man called Savad Johnson. Now, this is a man who helped save three drowning girls. He wrote a book, was a public speaker, a firefighter, a gifted artist, an avid storyteller, and a loving father of two. Now, I, of course, need help telling this story. So I have with me his sister, Ebony Thomas, his brother, Jamal Johnson, and the publisher of his book, Becoming a Diamond, Jolanda Rogers. Hello, everyone, and welcome. Hello. Okay, I'm going to try to uh, tell a little bit more about this story, and you guys interject any time. Um, Savad was a Detroit firefighter. Um, he was off duty at the time this incident happened on a beach, saw um, three girls struggling in the water. Is it the Detroit River, I think it's called? Um, he goes out to try and save these girls and is credited with doing that. But in the midst of that, he drowns. Um, a tragedy. This happened in August of 2020. So it's still very raw for uh, Ebony and Jamal. So again, I thank you for being here. But what he accomplished in his 29 years is so noteworthy. Um, this is a guy who definitely, when you say leaving a legacy, this is somebody who has left a really strong legacy. In telling this, are there some things that I left out that you want to kind of interject, put in there? Oh, yeah, just that Savad. He touched so many people. It's been overwhelming, quite honestly, with our family, just the reach. I mean, we knew Savad and we knew he knew people, but how many people he knew, like you said, in his 49 years and how many people he didn't even know that yeah. uh, were touched by his story. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> excuse me for that. The, and when you, when I read the kind of man he was, um, and I think about you, you guys knew him personally. When you heard that he rushed in to save these three girls, I'm sure you were not even surprised, huh? Definitely not. Uh, it's who he was outside of the fire department. It was his character. Yeah. Uh, he would have done that anyway. Uh, granted, the fire department does intensify uh, that type of uh, character, but that's just who he's always been. Uh, 
I'm not just saying that because I'm his brother. I mean, literally, we had no beefs, no qualms. We've been friends, not just siblings, our whole life. I, I really don't have anything negative to say about him. It's always been an inspiration. He was the big brother, huh? He was, yes. And I um, followed in his footsteps unknowingly, uh, the same way he followed in our dad's footsteps. Because our dad is retired from the Detroit Fire Department. And then my brother joined, and then I joined as well. <laughs> right. And speaking of still having uh, a real foothold in all of this, like I said in the intro, he has two daughters. So you are now the guardians of the daughters? Yes. Uh, the proud guardian. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. So it, it's it's really been life-changing on so many levels. Um, and Ebony, let's, I'm going to jump right in on you. Um, I think it was maybe a week before his passing. He comes to you. You're in Georgia. He's in Detroit. He comes to you and says, hey, sis, here's this manuscript, and I need you to edit this thing. <laughs> yes, he did. Uh, you know, that was a dual goal for the trip because Savada had been working on this um, up until then. So we said, okay, well, come spend some family time, and uh, maybe we can sit down and start editing the book. Of course, we ended up mostly just cherishing that time and allowing our kids to have cousin time together. Um, but yeah, he brought it. He got it to a point where he felt it was completed and ready for me to begin the editing process and find a publisher mm -hmm. <laughs> to help me bring it. And I should mention that, I mean, you are, um, you've been a reporter, uh, a freelance writer, an editor. So it's not like he just gave it to anybody. He gave it to somebody with some skills, right? <laughs> uh, you stated it very, very well. It wasn't just anybody we handed it to. Uh, we've always come to my sister uh, for anything to do with creativity, literary skills. That's who she's always been as well. So uh, when he did share with me, you know, that he was thinking about writing a book, uh, it was a natural goal to, to have sis go over it and then edit it, you know, but yeah. he definitely was a, a determined man. Yeah. Uh, when he set his mind to something, he was going to make sure it got done. And he said that he wanted the book done before the end of the year. And he did it. Uh, just like he's done countless other things, set his mind out to. We had tough mutter contests, uh, well-respected on, on the job as a sergeant. Uh, I can tell you personally, uh, those were some shoes to try to fill. I can't say that I did, but uh, the one thing that I would recall first coming on a job was everybody saying, oh, okay, you're, you're surprised, little bro. For the longest, I wasn't even Jamal. I was a little <laughs> surprised. <laughs> I had to earn my own name. <laughs> it was like, okay, yeah, they're going to little survive. Okay, are you going to be as good as your brother? I said, well, I can't tell you that. Uh, I'm going to be as good as him. I won't embarrass him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. That's great. Countless, countless accommodations and awards really had gotten to a point where, uh, you know, a lot of people tend to think that that's just a very commonplace thing, uh, even being on a job, but he was just such a natural at it. 
we would find ourselves at his award ceremonies and you know some people go their whole career without receiving receiving one accommodation yeah and we would find ourselves like every year like okay man so what you get an accommodation for this year that's cool. <laughs> so yeah that's just that's truly who he was uh I, I would be remiss to say that you can find anybody on a job who would have anything bad to say about me. uh and then, like I said, I'm not saying that just because I'm his brother. That, that was what he was known for, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. That and his, and his big smile. <laughs> yeah, the big smile. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I went to um, the YouTube channel and saw mm-hmm. some of his uh, some of his work. And you're right. The big smile. I, I yeah. did notice that. <laughs> I did notice that. Mm-hmm. Ebony. In um, taking on this book, uh, Becoming a Diamond, and editing that, so you get the book a week before he dies, and he dies, and you have this monumental task of editing the book. You're grieving. You're mourning the loss of your fabulous big brother. So I'm just thinking about that. I I cannot in any way... um, uh, feel or really know what you and Jamal are feeling and going through in this, but I have a brother and we're close. So when I try to think about, you know, if I lost my brother, uh, you know, I would be devastated. So I, I have an inkling, um, but I'm just thinking you have this book and I'm just, you're trying to edit it. I'm thinking, edit, cry, cry, edit, cry, edit. You know, it had to be uh just gut-wrenching. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, every day is, you know, cry, joy, cry, joy. Um, I never imagined that when Savai brought this book to me that he wouldn't be sitting here promoting it himself, you know? And um, so, uh, yeah, the process was something. One minute I am going through his words But I will say that the gift of that and just thanking God for the gift of that, for his voice to live on, you know, through this book and to hear him speaking through it. uh, I just, it's a blessing. It's just, it's a a tough situation, but it is, I see the blessings in it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, did you learn more about him through doing this? Yes, um, definitely learned more about his practices of discipline. I witnessed that when he was there visiting with us as well. But uh, his Savad, he had many voices as an inspirational speaker. Um, he was a deep thinker. You know, he had a casual voice, which you will hear in the, in the book as well. Mm-hmm. Um, just every day, down to earth, young, aspiring artists. Uh, growing up in Detroit, and then the brave firefighter, you know, that he was, and that voice, uh, sometimes a sick, twisted humor. <laughs> so there are parts of the book that I may have changed the word uh, word choice. And there's one particular part that might leave a bad taste, pun intended, <laughs> but it was survive. He sometimes used that to make a point. Um, and I wanted to keep the book authentic to his voice. Um, so 
I think that people, those who really knew Savad will hear his voice and those who were touched by his story, I, you know, I believe that they will hear his voice as well and maybe feel a special connection to him that continues. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let me, I think we're close to break time because I don't want to start this whole conversation. And is it too early? We got three more minutes. Okay. So let me ask you, Ebony, and Jolanda, Jolanda, you can jump in here too. What are the elements in the book? You know, how is it, it's not a memoir or it's partly, tell, tell me what's, what we'll find in the book. Yeah, so as I mentioned, Savad had several voices and he wrote that way. It's um, partly a memoir with reflections back on his life uh, in different parts, but it also is introducing these four C's of becoming a diamond, that deep thinking part that lays out a plan for someone to apply that, use examples from his life and apply it to theirs. Um, And so I, I think that as people, follow him through different points in his life and uh, read about the parts where he analyzed what it, what it's like to be a diamond metaphorical diamond (laughs) as well as uh, what an actual diamond goes through when it's becoming a diamond is I think what um, will resonate with people. I like that. I like that. Uh, One thing that I, when I was looking at his um, video, Um, He said, instead of saying, I want to say, I have to. And just that little phrasing was an aha moment for me because so many times we say, you know, I want to do whatever, whatever, but we don't, that that's not a priority. A lot of times we don't get to it, but when Mm -hmm. you say I have to do whatever, it takes on a whole new meaning just by changing the word. And I was just like, oh, my goodness, that makes so much sense, you know? Um, so, yeah, he, I, I want to um, read the book because I think that um, he probably has, has a lot of insights that would help me as well. So, anyway, we're going to take a break because we're going to come back and we're going to talk a little bit more about how this book evolved, became published, and a lot of interesting nuggets. So stay with us. We'll be right back. COVID-19 has changed how we spend weekends with the girls. Now it's time to take the first step that lets us get back to brunching instead of late night munching. Before we can safely come together, we need the facts. As COVID-19 vaccines become available, you may have questions. Should I get it? Is it safe? Should I wait? It's okay to have questions. Now get the facts at GetVaccineAnswers.org so you can make an informed decision when vaccines are available to you. Worried about your friend but don't know how to reach out? You could say how are you or get a fake tattoo. You could ask with an app if it works for you. You could chat with them in VR. It's so good if you think you should check in. Yeah, you should. Reach out to a friend about their mental health. Learn how you can help at SeizeTheAwkward.org. Welcome back to the 411 Live. We are talking to three guests, talking about Savad Johnson, a Detroit firefighter who died trying to save the lives of three young girls. The girls were saved, but he lost his life. 
Um, and he has written a book, Becoming a Diamond, and it gives a lot of inspirational uh, nuggets within. Uh, the book has been edited by Ebony, who took on a monumental task of editing the book right after she lost her brother. So, Ebony, you get it edited, and then you have to find a publisher. So what drew you to Jolanda and Talk Publishing? Oh, divine intervention. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, I uh, actually attended a Publishing It in Color conference and was connected with Jolanda shortly after I finished it and uh, just instantly knew that this is who was, who was supposed to help me publish this book. <laughs> that's, so. that's wonderful. So, Jan, Jolanda, when you read the book and you hear the backstory uh, were you just floored? So here's the thing. When we saw the story on CNN, oh. my husband and I actually talked about it. And it stood out to us because he said, you know, I would do that, right? And oh, I said, man. you absolutely would. And so we marveled at his heroic effort in August. And Talk had an opportunity to co-sponsor the Publishing and Color Conference for Milwaukee, and it literally included people all over the world. So we had top names there like, you know, InterVarsity, HarperCollins, Beaming Books, and, you know, here it is, our emerging publishing company on the docket with these uh, headliners. And Ebony, as well as other participants, were there, and she was asking questions. She attended, you know, some of the workshops. Truly, this story is so powerful, so incredibly powerful. I believe they could have gone anywhere they wanted to, to really share his story. So to have the connection with her and have this opportunity, it was, um, I, I love how she says it. It was definitely a divine mm -hmm. intervention type connection thing. There were so many points of relatability um, between us and... I think just connecting and watching her along this journey, it was so tender to my heart, one, having lost my brother a couple years ago and just knowing that impact, different circumstances, but someone that you love. And she was so committed to keeping Sabat's voice. She is an amazing editor, by the way. Um, and even in that, sometimes editors have a, a hard time when they get in there, they kind of want to, you know, rip it apart, change what it looks like. And she was like, no, I want to hear his voice. And I deeply admired that. Oh, wow. You know, I don't believe in co coincidences. Um, so, you know, when you talk about this, this was divine. Uh, I agree. There, there are just too many connections. It, it's it's divine. Um, you know, I was pointing out before the break uh, a nugget that I took away uh, from him, the I have versus I want. What are some nuggets? What are some things that, you know, when you think of him will just come to your mind? <laughs> yeah, just. Uh -huh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, so many. Savad had so many things jamal and i are wearing like his t-shirt designs which just short things but powerful things to think you know think of you know time and stuff 
acronym that he took, this instant means everything out of time. Uh, just, he just, it just flooded his mind, just different things about life. And he put, you know, I don't want to give away things that are in the book in terms of what he laid out, but he just was, he, he said that he didn't consider himself a motivational speaker, but more inspiration, mm. you know, because motivation is forcing somebody to do something, but survive definitely was an inspiration. Um, and one thing I do, do want to point about, out about this book is that it is not about how he died or his death. It is full of life and, and about how he lived, the life that he lived. So if you're looking for something to help you find purpose in life, like you said, and just really think about the legacy that you want to leave behind, becoming a diamond is that quick, practical read. Yeah, I like that. That he's laughing for the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just to piggyback on that, uh, you said something uh, earlier that uh, definitely resonates with me and something that reminds me of my brother because we didn't believe in coincidences either. Mm -hmm. um, it's, we believe in coincidence. And that's two things that come together and fit together perfectly. Uh, just like with him coming to her to edit the book and then her finding the publisher. These aren't coincidences. These are things that just fit together perfectly. And you get a gut feeling, your intuition lets you know that this was how it was supposed to be. Right, right. You know, Ebony, that. Yeah, isn't that good? Um, yes. Go ahead. Were you going to say something else, Yolanda? Um, Ebony, one thing that she reached out about that kind of resonates with all of this is that I had written um, a short, you know, motivate, inspirational book. Today will be a great day. And Sabah would always say, make it a great day. Mm -hmm. And when she saw that, that kind of connected um, and then recently we did Why Your Brand Needs a Book, really focusing on the fact that your life deserves a written legacy. For me, when I experienced this project, because it really, it's not a book to read, it's something to experience. And when I experience it, it's not a Sabad was, it's like a Sabad is. Mm -hmm. He has absolutely created a movement that isn't going anywhere anytime soon. And that is the power of really living your life where you leave this legacy that impacts people that you never meet, but without what you leave them, they're not able to become this diamond that Sabah writes about. That's good. You know, I, I love the title, Becoming a Diamond, because going back to you in our conversation, Ebony, we were talking about, you know, the three of you growing up together and you're the writer, the creative, and um, he's the artist, Savat's the artist, and Jamal is the kind of the public speaker, the actor. And then it evolves, you know, Savat goes and gets involved in Toastmasters and he becomes a public speaker and a keynote speaker and, you know, um, performs on The Moth. Uh, telling his story and it's, it's becoming, he's becoming, you know? Yes, exactly. Exactly. We, we joke with each other about how the different guests that we've had at different parts <laughs> of our lives, we kind of interchange them. <laughs> we have like this one brain, this one thought process. <laughs> <laughs> and 
So yeah, Savad, you know, I, yeah, I was, I was impressed with him getting up on that stage, you know, and talking to people, but he truly, you know, he had a message. He had, has a message, like you said, that just continues on. Yeah. And yeah. I, and I think what I was um, listening to, he was saying, you know, public speaking, that wasn't something he would want to do, you know, pull my tooth or something, you know, before you put me in front of people. But then it just evolved and you can see he's very comfortable, you know, he's relating, he's a storyteller, you know, he, it for the way he forms things, um, it's really impressive. It really, really is. So when we talk about legacy, like I said, he he has definitely left a legacy that will continue to live on. And all of these inspirational things that he uh, imparts will continue to uh, happen because of this book. You know, you just pick up the book and there it is. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We were talking about him being a firefighter, and I have to interject because my husband just retired like three weeks ago, 28 years, firefighter. Um, So woo-woo to firemen. (laughs) (laughs) Helen Sidence. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. So there, you know, so when when I heard the story of what happened and how he ended up losing his life, and I You know, I was just thinking, you know, Julian would have done that. There's just that that rescue mentality with, you know, these firefighters. And that's just kind of in their DNA. Mm -hmm. So um, for him to want, I'm sure he didn't even give it a second thought. Mm -hmm. He would have done it all over again, time and time again. That's just who he was. Through and through, yeah, it didn't matter. Uh, if it was a car accident, he would be the one who would pull over and make sure everything is all right, uh, check people out. Uh, you know, just that's who he was. And if anything, I think with this book and his intensity on getting it done, I think what I'm, one of the things I'm most proud of is the legacy that he leaves for his daughters. Mm. They'll see when you put your mind to something, you buckle down and get it done. And this just helps him live on and continues to help raise them, so to speak, and and guide them in a way to say, look, this is how you get things accomplished. You know, uh, no, he didn't, wasn't a natural to do public speaking. He, He took on that challenge because he didn't want anything to conquer him. He didn't want to fear anything. He lived fearless. For God's sake, we jumped out of a plane together. (laughs) 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 You know, hey, he was in, I'm in, I'm in. You know, it's just, that's the type of effect he had on me. Yeah, yeah. He will lead by example for his two daughters. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I just, you know, I love it. It's like he is telling us to live our lives to the fullest and don't squander any time because time is precious yep this instant means everything yeah hey, you guys thank you so much I have truly enjoyed talking to you I am so glad 
Ebony, that you persevered and you got it edited and you found Jolanda, that divine connection. And uh, Jamal, I wish you all the best, you know, in raising two beautiful nieces. Um, so all of this has been life changing, but you guys are going to make the best of it. So I appreciate you being here. Thank you. I appreciate you, Beverly. Thank you for your time. All right. More than you. Thank you. You're welcome. So again, we have Ebony Thomas, editor of the book, and Savad's sister, for the brother, Jamal Johnson, Jolanda Rogers, president of Talk Publishing, the publisher of the book, Becoming a Diamond. Thanks again. And thank you, everyone, for joining us for another edition of the 411 Live, Real People, Real Talk. We are a nonprofit organization, so you can help us out, sponsor, uh, become a member. Go to our website, the411live.org. Until next time, I'm Beverly Taylor. This is the 411 Live. If you would like to check out past episodes, there are many ways. Go to your favorite podcast platform. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Like and watch us on Facebook. Watch and subscribe to our YouTube channel. And if you have suggestions for future episodes, go to our website, the411live.org.